You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that isn't canceled for a snow day. I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm cold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cody. Uh, We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, before we get into the news, we're going to be talking about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! And you know what? I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to take the lead because guess what? I've actually done a thing for the check it out. (gasps) Normally, it's me going, uh, uh, nothing. Allow me to clutch my pearls. Yeah, I've actually done multiple things. I've watched multiple things, believe it or not. So uh, the other day, I got kind of on a kick. This year, one of the things I want to do is go back and watch or rewatch a bunch of classic films that I've either watched when I was much younger or never seen before, but I've heard really good things about it. And you know, I've thought about that too. Yeah, it's, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I need to get caught up on <laughs> a probably, lot of the classics. It's probably something you do when you get old. Uh, probably. No, yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shut up. Hey, that's all right. We're old. It's okay. I'm the oldest one here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you said you were thinking about it too. I think maybe it's just something that naturally happens it's, as you get older. I, I, I think so. I think so. But anyway, I... Um, I got, didn't mean any insult <laughs> by it. <laughs> Uh, so I, I decided, you know what, I don't know where to start with all this. So I just randomly picked an actor and decided, okay, I'm going to go through their their filmography. filmography and see if there was anything that sticks out as like something that I've heard of that I never watched or anything like that. And I landed on Peter Sellers. You guys know who Peter Sellers is. You should. He's one of the greatest comedy actors yeah. of all time. I mean, the name he's, sounds really familiar. He's, he's Inspector Clouseau yeah, I was from the, say, he's uh, the Pink Panther. Okay, the Pink okay, Panther. Okay, okay, okay. He, um, I, I did some deep dive. I did a deep dive into you know his history and stuff. Very unhappy person in life. <laughs> very unhappy. Very troubled guy. But and he made about as many bad movies as he did good movies because, you know. Sometimes you just need a paycheck. Sometimes yeah. you need a paycheck. Sometimes you need to pay for your alcohol and blow. <laughs> Sometimes, in his case, that is the truth. And and he also had one of those egos that everything he did, he thought was going to be the greatest thing of all time, even when it wasn't. Mm. Um, and he always blamed everyone else for the problem, which is usually the case because he was a phenomenal actor. So I rewatched... Uh, a Shot in the Dark, which would be the second Pink Panther, the, inspe- the second Inspector Clouseau movie. The movie doesn't technically have the Pink Panther diamond in it, but it is the second Inspector Clouseau movie. And it's probably what the the most well-known. Does the- it have the Pink Panther song? It does. It starts, okay. yeah, it starts with the Pink Panther song. I feel like, yes. they, I think, I feel like they, they all, all do. do. A variation. And also, yeah. there's always the, you know that little bit where like you have the animated Pink Panther kind of on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And, but this is the one that introduced a lot of the longstanding tropes, like his sidekick, Kato, who would constantly jump out uh, and attack him out of nowhere, which is pretty much the Majima Anywhere system <laughs> from uh, from Yakuza. I, I honestly, honestly believe that's where they got the the idea for it, the Majima Anywhere be, system. Yeah. Because it was because you would be just going through a regular scene and all of a sudden Kato is just there. And it's his, uh, yeah, because he's he's instructed Kato. I I need to stay focused. on top. I need to stay focused and stay on top of my of my of my training. So attack me at a moment's notice at any time, and he takes it to heart. 
<laughs> uh, this it also has and a they just literally lifted the name from Green Hornet basically. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kano, no, no. Kano is from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Kato is from this and from Green and from Hornet. Green Hornet. I know Bruce Lee played the old Kato. Yeah, yeah. No, this isn't Bruce Lee. I know, I know that. And in some markets, Green Hornet was called the Kato Show. The Kato Show featuring Green Hornet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, this movie also introduced uh, Inspector Dreyfus, who was the chief of police that is constantly being beleaguered by by Clouseau and his complete ineptitude. <laughs> but that's not the one I was going to talk kinda, about. Kind of like the chief and Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Inspector Gadget is like is basically a combination of this and, uh, a robot. and get smart. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. But the movie that I was actually going to talk about is. Um, one that he made about a year or two before he passed away. And it is a comedy drama. And it was widely regarded by him as being like, this was his passion project. This was the thing that he wanted to do more than anything. And it's a movie called Being There. So the premise of the movie is uh, Peter Sellers plays this uh, guy named Chance. Chance is, these days they would consider him on the spectrum Back in the day, back in the 60s, 70s, they just called him simple. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was a gardener who lived on this old rich guy's estate, had never left the estate in his entire life. All he knows is the estate gardening and things that he's watched on TV because he loves watching TV. That, and But he's been completely content. He's completely happy with it because... He's been provided for. He's, you know, it's all good. All he knows is gardening and watching TV. The old man passes away and he's told, well, sorry, Chance, you can't live here anymore. It's time for you to go. So he sets out and this is in Washington, D.C. And things happen. He ends up almost getting run over by a limousine and the rich people inside say, oh, sir, are you OK? What's your name? And they mistake him saying I'm Chance the Gardener for Chauncey Gardener. And they they go to talk to him. <laughs> I'm Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but when they when they talk to him about things, because he's never interacted with really people. anybody, people, anything like that, he just talks to them about the things that he's interested in, television and gardening. And every time he speaks to one of these people, they interpret what he's saying as having this very super deep meaning deep meaning and like politics and and finance and all this stuff see when you plant when you plant flowers you got to make sure they get the right amount of sun and the nutrients are great in the soil sometimes <laughs> you have to trim the the dying branches down so that they can grow back stronger stronger and they think he's talking about finance, philosophy. philosophy, when no, he's just talking about gardening because that's all he knows. And he kind of falls upward through the echelon of high society <laughs> as he goes. Because people are not realizing he is he's, he's being literal. He's being absolutely 100% literal. And anything, any interaction that he's had with people that he doesn't know how to interact, he calls back to things that he's watched on TV. There's a there's a scene where um the main love interest, you know, expresses her love for him and whatever and he 
is what in the corner of his eye he's what he's been watching tv and there is a kissing scene on the tv so he perfectly mimics that but as soon as it goes to commercial he stops because he doesn't know yeah. he's not interested in that it's just he's going by okay it's this mimicry is this, mimic exactly it's mimicry and it's really it's, it's a really good movie it's masking yeah actually, is what that yeah that's what that's called yeah, but this was this yeah. was done before, before it had, that it had a, a name for yeah. it. But it's a really, really good, solid movie. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's again, it's a comedy drama, so it's not always you know laugh out loud funny. But it's just kind of one of those kind of weird, quirky, really well done. And, and Sellers does a fantastic job playing a character who really doesn't have a personality. Really is kind of a blank slate that just skips upward <laughs> by accident by the end of the movie they're um they're talking about you know the president he's getting old we're looking at the next election who would be the perfect vice president for the united states well i've heard good things about this chauncey gardner because he's so wise and he knows so much about politics and so much about this and that and the other and so he's falling upwards and it's kind of great it's based on a book uh, i kind of want to read the book just to see what the differences are but it's really really well done i have another thing but i want to give you guys a chance so one of you go ahead and go and i'll jump back in when i when there's a chance gardner that <laughs> ah, i gotcha there it is i've been playing a lot of uh atelier riza which okay. is part of the Atelier franchise of JRPGs. The name sounds familiar. I'm not 100% familiar with it. It's a it's a franchise of games about girls that become alchemists. Okay. And it has it has like cozy game vibes like your your Stardews or your what Animal oh, Crossings or gotcha. whatever. Okay. But in a different way, it doesn't approach it the same way. Like it's not about farming. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you you go around the little worlds, and the stories aren't incredibly, at least so far, aren't incredibly high stakes. Like at the point I am now, they're just a group of kids that wants to explore their world past the little island that they live on. And oh, the little interesting. Community they live on. Okay, and you go out and you explore these areas, and you find just boatloads of items like tree bark and. And, ingredients for alchemy yeah just a bunch of garbage and then you take it back and then there's a whole system where you mix this garbage together to make items that to help people out mm -hmm. like you'll get tasks from people like i need some thread so you take the recipe for thread and you find the trash out in the <laughs> world and you, you make thread and, and based on the type and quality of the ingredients you'll make better thread with different stat changing abilities like you can make all kinds of weapons, but their traits are based on what items you're putting in them. Like, this item has a trait of plus to your speed. So if you make that as part of the items you put together to make this sword, you'll inherit that. You'll inherit the, the stats. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And, yeah. it, and it has, like, uh, JRPG battles with a battle system that's fine. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not, like mind-blowing but mm. sometimes you don't need a whole lot it, it, it's just it's just a cozy little anime alchemy game <laughs> that sounds interesting that sounds really good you know what i think i recognize the name because it was on a switch 
Direct, I think, the Nintendo Direct thing. It probably was. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm recognized. But it sounds really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's just it's nice to play a cozy kind of game that's not doing it the same way as all of the other ones are. Sometimes that is nice. Sometimes that's nice. Um, no, I, it's not what I want to get into, but I've been playing some of the uh, Cult of the Lamb DLC, and it has a lot of those vibes. The new update has a lot of those like town building vibes and just kind of low stakes kind of stuff to well, it. it's called the lamb yeah well <laughs> but it's but it's low stakes stuff and it's pretty cool it's it's pretty fun i saw a call of the lambs on sale right now you should get it, it was it's, it's, it almo- it's a fun game it almost always it is always on is sale. though yeah. yeah it's like 15 bucks right now yeah it's always about 15 bucks and it's definitely it's worth 15 it's worth bucks it by a long shot yeah get and it on pc not on switch yeah and all the all the dlc is free they've said because it it did so well when it came out that yeah. they're like we don't need to charge for any of our dlc so basically yeah yeah it kind of makes me think of what the one of the head devs at uh Baldur's gate 3 said was like uh you can make great games without subscriptions or microtransactions. A lot of that stuff just kind of bogs down, you know, good gameplay. Yeah. Sure. They, well, they've straight up said Baldur's Gate's never going to be on any subscription service. Yep. That's one of the reasons why I bought it. I'm like, well, if it's never going to be on Game Pass, I might as well just suck it up and buy it then. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and jump back in and do yeah, my yeah, one other ahead. thing. So, you know me lately, I've been doing a deep dive of like wrestling and... Again, I've said I don't care about the actual wrestling part of things, but I have um, in my research on stuff, I have come across the same show that was that's been considered the worst of all time ever multiple times. So I'm like, okay, how bad is it? How bad is it? (laughs) So I watched the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view from 1999. (laughs) It's for it's two hours long. It's free on YouTube. It is not tied into WWE or WCW. It is a completely independent thing. It was some casino on the coast that decided, you know what? This wrestling stuff is pretty kind of popular. It's kind of popular. Let's get a bunch of retired wrestlers onto a show and make a few dollars. <laughs> In 1999, that was prime attitude era. It was, yeah, wrestling, wrestling, and, and the the Monday Night Wars and all in every NWO, yeah, and all that stuff. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and Ted Turner bought out all. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, this is not that. <laughs> these, these are guys who have been retired for multiple years. I'm talking Gorilla Monsoon, and um, oh gosh, what's his name? Um. Captain uh, Lou Albano and Jimmy Jimmy Superfly the Murderer Snuka. That's too many. That's too many names. Well, (laughs) it was never officially called the Murderer. That's only alleged. (laughs) But it's a bunch of it's a bunch of people over the hill doing bad wrestling. Um, It's embarrassing to watch. A lot, I don't know much about it, but I even I can see that a lot of like holds are missed and stuff like that. But the most important thing about this, it featured Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, Jake the Snake Roberts was a big name. Yeah, he was once upon a time, and arguably yeah, now he still is. Eighties, eighties, and eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Um, also, huge drug addict. I mean, as it turns out, a lot of them were. No, I mean. I mean, even for wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> how is he alive? Um, well, 
from how the was he alive? Don't know how he was alive during this show. He shouldn't have been. <laughs> He's currently alive because of uh, Diamond Dallas Page basically forced him to move in with him and got him sober single-handedly. Oh, man, DDP, man. Yeah. I used to watch him a lot when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. He uh, apparently DDP, side note, DDP renamed his house the Accountability Cabin. And oh. he, he uh, gets wrestlers who are going through drug and alcohol abuse uh addiction basically forces them to move into his house and gets them sober he did that with scott hall mm-hmm. a razor ramon because he was he, huge he puts them into submission yeah <laughs> until, yeah. They, until <laughs> they quit submission and ddp <laughs> yoga between the two that pretty much saves saves like a half dozen wrestlers lives like solid dude anyway jake the snake roberts is so off his rocker in this he does a promo and i clipped the promo my favorite part of the promo and i'm gonna play it for you guys now take now keep in mind this is at a casino and he's going up against jim the anvil Nineheart, who used to be a big guy but he was also out of the leagues and stuff so i want you to listen to this as he's trying to make a, a coherent promo about being in a casino don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. You want to play blackjack? That's bad. I got two of those too. <laughs> you want to play aces and eights? Maybe I got too many of those. You want to play 21? Well, I got 22. That's, that's, not, that's not how you play blackjack. Yeah. You want to play blackjack? Oh, I got a couple of those too. Blackjack is that's twenty-one. Only, yeah, that's, 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 only, that's only if you double down. <laughs> you won't play aces and eights. I uh, got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> sounds like he sounds like uh, John C. Riley. He kind of yeah. does a little bit. Like his, uh, his big his, time riverboat grambler. He kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but anyway, he comes out to the. He's he's not supposed to be the main event. He ends up being the main event because he is so <laughs> off his off his rocker on drugs that they can't get him out of the ring. He's he just keeps coming back. Yeah, so he's he he walks out in his street clothes before right before his match. And by street clothes, I mean his shirt the, was on. His normal clothes. No, just his shirt. Oh, was just on. his shirt was on. Okay. Yeah, walks out, throws his uh burlap sack with his snake in it into the ring because that was his gimmick. He yeah. brought a snake to the ring. Jake snake Roberts wa- walks back two seconds later, comes back, trudge it out, no shirt, sweatpants and uh, rattleskin snake boots that he couldn't lace up. <laughs> and he's walking around the crowd. He's high fiving people. And he spots this lady in the crowd and he walks over to her and he takes her hand and he puts it on his chest and he starts rubbing, oh. rubbing his his man boobs, and uh. doing and doing one of these. Oh. I'm not gonna describe what yeah, I'm doing, but I'm, I'm doing I'm one of gonna, these. I'm not gonna describe that to our the yeah. audience at home. So then he gets in the ring, and he's 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 not falling over. Well, he is falling over, but not from like the wrestling. He's just stumbling around, and then he takes his snake out of the bag. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's done this before, but never on 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 stage. He starts walking around with the snake in a particular position that is intimating a certain anatomical part. Hence why I of giggled, the body. Hence why I giggled before. before. Uh huh. <laughs> and he's just moving around, and it's 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 almost like 
Oh gosh, there was a Simpsons episode where Homer's like so drunk out of his mind that he's like, "Oh Mars, you know." Yeah, I yeah. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah, and I think they probably got some of that from this because <laughs> he was. It took three wrestlers to pin him to the ground and be like, "No, you're coming to the back. Come on, you're done. Come on, Jake the Snake, you're done." Yeah. But beyond that, the uh, the announcers didn't know what they were doing because they weren't wrestling people. They were people from the casino. Didn't know how to call things. That The one uh, wrestling announcer that did know wrestling was arguing openly with the other announcer during the show. It was a complete, complete Mess. train wreck. And it is absolutely fascinating to watch. <laughs> I feel like you could have made up uh, 90% of those wrestler names and I would have just believed you. Oh, you mean like King Kong Bundy? Oh, no, I, I've heard okay, that Okay, you've heard of that one. Uh, at one point, um, what's what's his name? Oh, geez. He was the sumo guy. Um, Yokozuna? Yokozuna. Yeah. Yokozuna is supposed to be on there and he's like 500 pounds. He's like oh, yeah. gained weight oh, since yeah. his, his time. Which is funny because he's not he's never sumo wrestled and he's not he's, japanese <laughs> he's samoan yeah he's pacific islander he's yeah. pacific yeah he's he's samoan he's he's related to the fatu family he's like the wild samoans and like uh, tangentially related to um the rock and stuff like that yeah his, his, yeah. yeah his his dad was rocky 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 johnson was his wrestling yeah. name but yeah. it was like i think he was related to the fatus and yeah. like it's like they were a big name yeah. There was like that. a whole there was like there's like a whole like Samoan wrestling group. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make one up here. Okay. Off the top of my head. Let's do it. Harold the Safecracker Piscopone. That's probably yeah. You know what? Do, I would believe it. Do, do like a 1920s gangster bit. I'd love it. <laughs> oh yeah. Get the the handlebar mustache and yeah, like the pinstripe hat. suit. Yeah. 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 She. I'm gonna be wrestling. She. <laughs> yeah, t Tommy the Gun Richard. It will be his his tag team partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've I think we've cracked I think it. We've, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, his his move is the safe cracker. That's his finisher, <laughs> dude. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get baseball bats. <laughs> so anyway, yes. No, that's that's already home run rights. Yeah, uh, that's his thing to do. There was a baseball themed uh, wrestler. He didn't wrestle all that much, but it was during the baseball, uh, the MLB strike. Oh, <laughs> in, the, in the mid nineties. So, so his so his gimmick was he would come out in a baseball uniform with a sign saying that I'm on strike and would refuse to wrestle because he is on strike. <laughs> well, they only get three of those. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh uh, Lord. Uh, okay, we have time for maybe one more thing. So, Josh, do you have anything? Oh, no. Okay, well then All let's right. go ahead and go to break. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll get into some news. Long Play is a radio show. Long Play is a lifestyle. It is a radio show. It's a lifestyle. Hey, 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 calm down, you two. Long Play is both a radio show and a lifestyle. If part of your very existence includes playing old vinyl records... Oh, oh it, it is, is. It is. Then Long Play's the radio show for you. I invite you to tune in Friday nights at 11 and Saturday afternoons at 3 to see what it's like to have... The, the best, best of both, both worlds. worlds. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, hey, we are back from the break. Josh, have you come up with any check em outs? No. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, not pre-planned at all. <laughs> this just in, I sleep a lot. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we have a few things to go over. Uh, first up, I think we're going to talk about some uh, Xbox uh, video video games. The Xbox video games. For That's right. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a big. Well, not it wasn't big, but there was like an Xbox Direct. They called it the Developer Direct. Okay. Um, it's weird that the, like they the name Direct. Yeah. Has kind of taken over because of the Nintendo Direct. Usually, like Sony doesn't use that word. I'm surprised that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they use something goofy like State of Play. Yeah. Or something yeah. They like call that. it the State of Play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What would you call the Xbox Direct if you can't use the word Direct? The uh, Xbox Experience with an X. Actually, that's too good. That's too good. Yeah. yeah. Xbox Experience Live. Yeah, throw, there we throw go. Live in there, kind of throwback kind of to live. Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that I'm would pretty do sure it. they still call it Xbox Live. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so let's talk about some some Vidya games. Cody, do you have a list of Vidya games? I do. Okay. Um, They showed off a little bit of Obsidian's new RPG game that kind of looks like a like a, a Bethesda it kind of looks it kind of looks like an Elder Scroll okay um but it's by Obsidian so the writing will be good sure um I missed the trailer on this one though because I came in like 10 minutes late to the event and mm-hmm. haven't gone back but I'm sure it'll be fine yeah, yeah what, I mean, what's, it's it, uh, what's it called it's called avowed avowed which is pretty generic that unfortunately. is not descriptive no. at all nope. uh, you gotta love those fantasy titles with those very uh <laughs> Nondescript. <laughs> Isn't there? There's a game called Unavowed too, I believe. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then like Dishonored, like it's all the same kind of mm-hmm. like one word. Disheveled. Disheveled. <laughs> I mean, that's, that could be just Dishonored too. Dishonored is such a <laughs> it's such a dirty game. It's a good one though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they showed more of the game they've showed every time they've done one of these. They showed uh, Cinna was. Sinwa's Sa- Sacrifice? Uh, Sinwa's Sa- was Saga Hellblade 2. They Boy, put- that's a heck of a name. Yeah, it's very video games, the game. The- yeah. But that's the one that has the um, bi-oral uh, soundtrack, right? Like, yeah. Where you're supposed it- to play with, like, headphones or, like, a high-end speaker system because... You get it from like the sounds multiple from di- angles, multiple yeah. angles, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, because she hears voices. She, yeah, she's like she, schizophrenic or something. Yeah, like that, right. Um, it still continues to look good. I never finished the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but it was fun. I probably should go back and finish it so I can play this. I've one. heard really good things about the the series. I've never played any of them, but the the trailers have looked really good. They've, and people seem to be very excited about it. They so. finally put a release date on it too. It's May twenty first. Oh well, good for them. All right. Uh, other thing they had was a 4X strategy game called Ara History Untold, which I guess just looks like a civilization, but it's not called that. Okay. I always start civilization games. I never finish them. I don't I know get, why. I get so bored. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love strategy games and stuff, but civilization is almost... I don't know, and and then Gandhi comes in and wrecks my whole yeah. my whole place, and it's just no <laughs> fire fun. emblem is about as deep as I can do a strategy game. Yeah, yeah, which is not very deep. <laughs> uh, 
And I don't, I don't know what 4X means. This is a I new no thing clue. they've been saying, calling strategy, like grand strategy games 4X. I don't know what the 4Xs are. Expand. Experience. E- ex- excavate. Expand, e- expand, explore, or explore, expand. Eat. <laughs> Somebody's got to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an X. Well, I'm looking this <laughs> sure. up. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> Why did I say Because <laughs> I said excavate and like... That's an That's E. That's an E, so yeah. That's where that came from. Okay, so yeah, while Josh is looking up what the meaning of 4X <laughs> means is, uh, what are some other things? <clears throat> okay, okay, I got it, I got it. You got it? Yep, the 4X abbreviation, as far as like games and board games, is uh, it's for turn-based real-time strategy titles, and it means explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Those are all E's. That should be the four E's. Yeah, but they all have X's. E- that way one could be E. Yeah, then you could have eat the five E's. That's that's the Pac-Man four X game. <laughs> Pac civilization. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Pax Populi. Yeah, there we go. That's it. Yeah, TM TM TM. That could be your next game. It's a Pac-Man Pac-Man like uh, civilization. I'm just imagining like like a Mayan style style temple with a big Pac-Man on top <laughs> of it. Then they had like a big surprise. Like we got another company in here, surprise, and it's Square Enix. Okay. And then it was Visions of Mana, which oh. we which we've seen before and looks very good. It looks good, but, but we don't need to see it again. Yeah, but it isn't really like surprise material. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like the Mana series, but it's like, you know. I it, mean, it is surprising that it's going to come out on the Xbox, I guess. Sure. Sure. Um, and yeah, I'll play that when it comes out. It looks really good. Um, and then that was it. And then we got the big one, which was the Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Yeah, so we actually sat and watched the trailer for that one, and it looks really good. It looks like a, it looks like an Indiana Jones movie, just done in, in a video game, free, a vi- video game style. It's a first person, like um, which is a action su- puzzler, which I think is a is surprising is. choice for first person for an Indiana Jones game. Yeah, because yeah. they could have easily went like you know the Tomb Raider or the um, Uncharted route, where it's a third person adventure game. Sure. But uh, yeah, it looks really good. It looks like it's set in the 30s, late 30s, early 40s, which is the right prime prime Indiana Jones prime time. Indiana Jones. He's that punching Nazis and throwing hammers at Nazis. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, assaulting Nazis is always good gameplay. And uh, the voice actor they got to play uh, Indy is doing a pretty decent job mimicking the Harrison Ford. Uh the tone and the intonation of Harrison Ford. It's not 100% perfect. No, of course but not. But it's close enough that you go, "Okay, I can kind of hear it. I can get it." Especially it, like his, like it seemed like he studied like the cadence The cadence. And, yes. and like the um I would say comedic delivery yeah. of Indiana Jones cuz like there's that part near the end of the trailer where she's like, you know, try to keep up and he's all like, "What do you mean I keep up?" Yeah, which is a prime indie joke because anytime somebody slices his, manhood, his his, his <laughs> well, I was gonna say his his adventurous spirit, right? You know, he gets kind of he, he kind of gets fluffed about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Troy Baker who is the lead character in, in every everything. in every AAA video game since forever ago. Yeah, I still think his his best role was uh, Higgs in um, Death Stranding. I really liked him as Higgs. I've still never played Death Stranding. 
he plays a he has this weird southern drawl to his mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. Hello there, I'm Higgs. I mean, he I'm a slimy bad guy. He was Joel in the yeah, Last of Us. Was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the he was the guy in Bioshock Infinite, uh, Booker. Yeah, Booker. Yep. Booker DeWitt. I can remember. Yep. I'm like Booker. T- in my in my brain, <laughs> <Booker> it, T- <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, Bioshock starring Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of using guns or superpowers, it's his wrestling moves. He does the spin a Rooney. <laughs> It always comes back to wrestling. It, uh, uh, lately. <laughs> lately. I blame uh, the Iron Claw. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. But Machine Games is making uh, making this Indiana Jones game, and if anybody knows how to make a game about uh, fighting Nazis, it's them. Sure. Uh, they did all of the recent uh, Wolfenstein reboot games, which are all fantastic. Yeah, they were all really good. And one, yeah. of, one of the few modern games that I've come back to play more than once... So that's that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Old Blood was really good. Oh, I think I got into I think I got about halfway through New New Order. New I, Order is the first one. Old Blood is the second one and then New Colossus is the third one. Okay. Which one was like the kind of the prequel where you're actually in Castle Wolfenstein? That was Old Blood. Okay. Okay. I know I played that one all the way through. Yeah. Well, anyway, it looks great. It looks like a good Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I have to laugh at one point in the trailer where it shows him like whipping a Nazi grunt to pull him closer to him, and it looks like he floats into his hands as he grabs his collar. <laughs> like, I know this is probably like alpha gameplay like footage, but well, that, that part looked a little hokey. It's still a video game. It's well, yeah. still gonna look like a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. Course. Uh, speaking of games, we have a couple other uh, non Xbox things. So. Who wants to talk about Power World? Hey, you remember Power World, guys? We talked about it briefly before. You know, it's what people call Pokemon with guns. I I played it for about 20 minutes to a half an hour before I came here, and it, that's what it is. It's a, Well, it's a survival game, but, yeah, with, with, but if you threw... And there's, and there's base building. Yeah, if you threw off-brand Pokemon into a survival game, that's what it is. Yeah, I remember when we first talked about it from the first trailer. It was the trailer was so wild. We also said this game doesn't look like it's actually exists. Yeah, it didn't look like it was real. Um, it looked like a scam. Yeah, but apparently it's not. Yeah, it's real. It's on Xbox. You can play it. It's not a scam. I mean, you can argue that the fact that they copied the everything, the design uh, of almost every Pokemon. And just like it's Pokemon with the with the f- name filed off. <laughs> they they're different enough. Yeah, they're they're. What different. about that one with that looks like yellow Totoro, with with that's the minigun? An, that's an, with the minigun that's in all of their their advertisements. That one definitely seems to be the the, the Mickey Mouse of of, it's the, of the project. Different enough. The the sheep one is really close, but the Pokemon sheep's on four legs, and this guy's got two. So well, okay, okay. Well, fair enough. Which which Pokemon sheep does he look like? Does he look like Marie? Oh, I or? forgot. There, I I was talking about the latest one. Oh, oh Willow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's wild to like want to catch a monster and not have to send another monster out. You can just go up to it and hit, hit it, it with a stick. Hit it with a stick until its health is low, and then throw the ball. Oh, that's yeah. But uh, but I guess. It sold incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah, it's already it's already sold one million units. Yeah, it, in like eight hours, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, it's something ridiculous. 
kind of wild. I I mean, I've heard some like shady things about it, but I don't know if they're true. Like, it just sounds like people wanting to take it down for no good reason. I don't know. I haven't done the research. <laughs> well, there have been re- some reports that some of the people that in the development company um, are big fans of AI generation and ge- AI art and oh. stuff like that. And between that and the blatant kind of half ripping off of other, you know, IPs and stuff like that. I can see where some people can be a little bit squeamish about it. I mean, yeah, it. you showed me that picture of that other game they did that where they completely ripped off uh, Breath of the Wild and the enemies look are just Breath of the Wild enemies. You mean Craftopia. Craftopia, yes. Yeah. Where the enemies are just recolored. Yeah. Like, hey, we got these enemies. Oh, that's just a purple begoblin. It, I mean... Genshin Impact's almost the same thing it too, is, and everybody though, loves that. That's fair. That's <laughs> a good point. I still never touched it. It's fine. I've never touched that. I've never touched uh, Hokai Star Rail, Hon- Honky Star Rail, <laughs> Honker Star Rails. I, I played a little bit of that. It's fine. All yeah. the all the HoYoVerse games are just like that's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I haven't I, I haven't touched them, but I, I was, like, I, was yeah. I played a little bit of the beta of their new one, that Zenless Zone Zero, and it was my favorite of the ones they've done. Oh, nice. Because it it has like it's almost a character action game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the last video game. I uh, no, there's actually multiple, more, a couple more video game things. There was a dog. That did a speed run of a game. Yeah, awesome games done quick has been this week. I it'll probably be over by the time this airs, probably or close to it. But uh, they actually had a dog speed run a game. Um, it was the game Gyromite, which is the NES game that uses the robot Rob Robot Rob Robot to push buttons. Well, this guy instead of using the robot, he trained his dog to push the buttons at the right time. And it was great. <laughs> it was it was good streaming content. He was a, he's a good good boy. Oh, he was a very good boy, and he did a very good job. The his name only, is Peanut Butter, right? Yes, his name is Peanut Butter, or PB for short, which is also personal personal best, best. in yeah. in speedrunner lingo. But he did a very good job. The only mess up was not his fault. It was the game did something weird and made him die in a weird place that uh, has never happened before. Oh, gotcha. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing yet. I've watched a couple of clips, but I for some reason I'm thinking that it, they came in. It's not like a world record, but they came in under the um, expected expected time. time. So it might have been the it might have been peanut butter's personal best. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I hope peanut butter got all the treats. But that's just awesome. He that's did. just he that's just cool. Of, yeah, of- in the. In the world, in the in in the world of your doctor disrespects and other you know content makers that you know are kind of meh, be peanut butter. Be peanut butter <laughs> the dog. Be a good good boy. Yeah, be a good good boy. Oh, if only I could be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no job, no bills, only woof. Yep. Uh, <laughs> last uh, last video game thing. Uh, this is just kind of a general announcement. Uh, the Golden Sun RPG series. That people love. Oh yeah, they're good games. They're solid, solid oh, games. Good games. Uh, have come to the Nintendo Switch. It's about darn yeah. time. It's about time they, for one, added more Game Boy Advance games. Yes. And two, added these games in particular. Both of them, Golden Sun One and Two. The uh, the Dark Continent, I think, is the yeah the second one. And there is a third one, but it's on the DS, and we don't talk about it. Yeah. 
yep, yep. But uh, but no, these games. I remember playing the first one. I never played the second one, but I remember playing yeah, the same. first one, and it was excellent. Yeah. I remember selling lots of copies of it back yeah. in my GameStop days. <laughs> it's like classic Final Fantasy level stuff. Yeah. Like it's oh, yeah. a really solid yes. JRPG with a very interesting uh, job class system in it, and uh, and the almost Zelda style puzzles in the dungeons. Yeah, there was a lot of puzzle stuff because you have little psychic moves. Yes. you can use. And the best thing that I read about it is, so in the original, for the original games, you can um, copy your stats from the first game into the second game because those characters show up as secondary characters later on in the story, I guess. But back in the day, unless you had two uh, Game Boys, with, Game a Boys with a link cable, you had to copy a 200 and some odd character code that if you got one thing wrong, you would... It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. They set up a digital, a virtual uh, link cable between the two games in oh, this. Oh, cool. So you can just straight copy your save file from the first one into the second one. It would it would have been nice if they did that with the Zelda Oracle games. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's so you can actually play both games as intended. Nice. Back my, to back. My Switch picture album is full of screenshots of those <laughs> dumb little codes in oh, the Oracle yeah. games. Uh-huh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everyone should go and play it because if enough people play it, maybe they'll do a remaster or, or a, a new, new one or a new one or something. Would be because nice. those games are great. Would be nice. You can speed run uh getting to the ending by at the first question they ask you just say no. And walk out of the temple, and it sends you to a game over screen. <laughs> it did it before Far Cry did. Yep. yep. <laughs> they say, do you want to go on this adventure? You say no. And they say, okay, if you walk out that door without saying yes, you're not going to go on this adventure. And you do, and it just says, the end. The continent sunk into into darkness, the end. <laughs> and you're kicked back to the loading, like to the uh, start screen. Yeah. The, the only problem and the only reason I haven't started it yet is that it's so slow at the beginning. It is incredibly slow. It, it is. takes a lot getting into that and I've been playing that uh, Atelier Rises so oh, much. Oh, sure. Yeah. That, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one Game Boy game? I know I bring it up a lot over the years, but okay, the one that had like a solar chip in it. Boktai. Boktai. Was that what that was called? Yes. Okay. I just remember you could play it in the sun and your characters got better. Isn't that a Kojima yes. game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kojima actually recently mentioned it. He said that that game that he revealed at the Game Awards, it it's like Boktai to him because it's so different. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Cool. But it, it was wild to see anyone mention Boktai again. <laughs> For some reason, I always thought Golden Sun was that game. It's a better name for that kind of game than Boktai is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Boktai means. Or is it just a name? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, yeah, let's talk about some non-gaming stuff. First up, the officially, She-Hulk Season 2 is not happening, unfortunately. According to Tatiana Mansley. M- Mansley who would, she would be the one to know. Yeah. She because be she is She-Hulk. Know. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she claimed that uh, the first season went way, way, way over budget, which I can believe. I mean, it's the whole character is a special effect, so they kind Multiple of... Multiple characters were special yeah, effects. They yeah. should have saw this one coming. I mean... Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. The She-Hulk series, it ended in a way that felt like, okay, this could be... 
this could be a, a self-contained thing. I, I would have liked more, though. Honestly, well, it was so funny. Well, you know she's going to show up in more movies yeah. and stuff. Oh, I hope so. Especially yeah. with the way they end it. Like, with the whole big reveal of, like, you know, Star. Hulk, yeah, Hulk's son. And for that, but for that matter, they could never reference that again. That could just be, like, them making a joke about uh, season cliffhangers. Yeah. Yeah, but they, but they've been... But they've been share or uh, teasing like so many young Avengers. Ah, uh, that's true. Like like Patriot and uh, Kate Bishop and all them. Yeah, that's true. I just I just hate it when stuff like this happens because then all the buttheads that were anti She Hulk are gonna think they see, were right. See. They, they did yeah. it right. Yeah, and that's that's true. And that wasn't even because of that. It was just because it was too expensive. It was incredibly <laughs> expensive to, to to produce. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I've watched the first two episodes of Echo. Yeah. And it's been really good. Oh, good. Like, surprisingly good. Yeah, good. I heard they. Uh, I heard they went through a lot of strides for you know ASL. Oh yeah, it's and, all it's yeah. all ASL. Well, like, the, the the lead actress is yes, actually deaf. Yes, so that's I mean that's awesome. It's kind of like in the new um, what if there's a whole episode that's in the Mohawk language, uh, the Native oh, American sure. Mohawk yeah. language. There's a lot of cool Native American stuff in it too. Like they they go back. Well, they don't go back in time, but there's stuff in the that takes the place past. in the past that gotcha. affects things in the present. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I still won't watch it because I'm still burnt out on, on superhero movies, but I'm glad that it's going well. It's got Daredevil in it, too. Hey, nice. Nice. Uh, I don't know. I forget if we talked about it last week or not, but it looks like they scrapped what they were working on for Daredevil, the, the Disney Plus series. Oh, De- going back Daredevil to, Resurrected? Or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's being called. And they are going... They've rehired the writers from the Netflix series. They're now con- considering the Netflix series to be canon. full canon. And uh, they re- they rehired... Well, technically it was canon to begin with. It was canon until it's not. Yeah. Because it was the Netflix Every- stuff. <laughs> Everything in the MCU is that canon way. Until but that's it's comics. Not. Yeah. That's comic That's true. Everything's yeah. canon until it's not. But well, they, that's just that's just just fandom media in general. Yeah. But they also rehired the actors that played uh, Foggy and the um, assistant. Oh, what's her uh, name? Oh, because they weren't originally going to be part of the new yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they were going to be written out, but no, they uh, went the re, the old writers came in. The first thing they did was like, "Well, we're going to get these character these guys back." What are they going to do with job. Night Nurse? Because isn't it? Uh... Rosario Dawson. Rosario that, Dawson. She's not. That's too small of a role for for Ahsoka Tano. Well, I think <laughs> she'd still do it. Well, yeah, and I think. Besides, she already works for Disney anyway. She's already on True. the. She's already already on the back lot. She could just yeah. come come in for one day and like shoot all of her scenes in probably and probably one afternoon. And besides, be she doesn't have to wear prosthetics. All she's got to throw, do is throw on some scrubs and boom. True. Yeah. It's not that. It's. It's not that hard. It's not that deep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that means that uh, technically all of the other Netflix series are canon as well. Boo, boo! Oh. A new Power Fist. Not Power Fist. Uh, Iron Fist. Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. That's the only bad part of that. That Luke Cage was awesome. Luke Cage was great. And Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones was great. Was fantastic. I mean, David Tennant's on the Disney payroll too, because he was voicing the one droid in Ahsoka. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say Scrooge McDuck, but well, well that, that I mean too. that too, that too. But yeah. he hasn't done that for a while. For also, a little bit Doctor now. Who is on the Disney payroll now too. So oh, technically, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Disney owns everything. Oh, uh, yeah. what's his name? The uh, the guy who played the Punisher has already said that he's 
Oh, John Bethanol? Yeah, he is he is uh, Bernthal. 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 Yeah. He's uh working with writers. He's in the process of trying to come up with a He's a fine he's a fine he's a fine Frank Castle. He's a fine character actor. He's I, a good job. I but I still hold true that the Punisher is not a deep enough character to support his own thing in my opinion. No, I agree. Like I I I definitely like him better as a maybe a supporting character or a yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody to show how your main hero could go bad. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point is for Spider-Man to go, whoa, if I did this wrong, I would be him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the point of the Punisher. That's the point of the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I see Punisher, the level of character of the Punisher is similar to the Hulk. Exactly. Exactly. Not, yeah. The Hulk is a great character, but is is weak on his own. Weak. There's not much there on his own. He needs to unless be a, you unless you go to like you know I don't know either like maybe Joe Fixit or go to the Maestro. Yeah, yeah. But even then, Maestro is more of a villain than anything. Sure. But then you get into alternate future yeah. weirdness. Yeah, that's yeah. just. Hey, remember when the X Men used to do that all the time? Oh, all the time. And they had like three separate timelines. Bishop. You, and... you have the Apocalypse timeline. Mm-hmm. You have the Sentinel timeline. Maybe that's just it. <laughs> when when does X Men '97 come out? Because I, I know oh, I'm soon. so I'm so excited for that. I've seen the toys in the store and they're fantastic. I know. I saw the Wolverine claw thing. Yeah, and it looks exactly like the one we had when we were kids. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. The figures, the action figures, are in the Marvel. They're, the they're technically Marvel Legends style, so they have all the articulation, but they have the cardboard backers, like <laughs> old, like old action figures, and. I don't have the money for it, but boy, boy, those figs would look good on the wall. There's a very good Lego set of the Blackbird that's weirdly expensive for how big it is. Yeah. It's like 500 some pieces and it's $85. That's a bit much. It's wild. It's sitting yeah. there next to like a big Star Wars ship that's the same price. I'm like, what is happening here? That's too much. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, according to this article I'm looking at, X-Men 97 was supposed to come out on January 9th on Disney Plus and Hulu. Then the strike well, happened. Strike, yeah. <laughs> that article was written December 28th. Oh. Yeah. So it might be out now. <laughs> I don't Weird. think it oh, is. No, this other article, uh, IGN says March. Okay, so they that pushed sounds, it back a few months. That sounds months. Okay. M- more believable. Yeah, and that's cool. That's cool. That's fine. It better have the same theme. Oh, it's got to. Haim Saban needs his paycheck. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sold pretty much everything he's had to other people. Oh, you know he's got royalties on that song. Oh. Though. Like, all the songs, you know he's well, got royalties Well, not just that. Just in everything in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, for I saw, for speaking sure. of Saban, I saw a weird, like, people were talking about obscure 90s shows, and they brought up Tattooed... Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not a Saban, though. Saban made it. Pretty sure he did. No. Nope. That was not a Saban Productions. I thought I, it was. I saw a Facebook thread of people talking about how much they loved the the recent Power Rangers live action movie. And I'm like, really? People are coming coming around on it. It was just fine. It was it was a solid six and a half or seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, nothing. I mean, I liked it. I, I didn't It could have expect- been much worse. It's the best Power Rangers movie they've made. Yeah. It's it's probably the best Power Rangers movie we could have gotten. 
at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was Deke. It was Deke. Yeah, it All wasn't. Right. Yeah, because they were they were trying to get the get some of that, get that yeah, Power Ranger. Yeah, they were they were chasing that Power. You're thinking Club. of the Knights of Tirnanog, <laughs> which is which is Saban. Oh yeah, well, and then they tried to bring Common Rider with the Mask Rider. Mask Rider with Furbus. Furbus, the little furry alien. Yeah. Everybody hates Furbus. Deke. Right? Yep. We should end the show with that. And we should. <laughs> I always I always think of like the the, the really bad not, uh, sailor Americanization of Sailor Moon when I think of Deke. Sailor. Sailor, sailor Moon. Moon. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so glad that got found. Oh, yeah. Have you seen she's been uh, releasing other stuff as well? Uh, we're talking about Ray Mona. She does uh, Tales of the Lost. She actually got in touch with the guy who was in charge of the company that made the uh, Americanized Sailor Moon pilot. Or I guess it was a test demo reel. It wasn't real. Oh, you're talking pilot. about that, that actual one? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the live action one that yeah. wasn't Japanese? Yeah, it's okay. real. It's real. It oh, I know exists. it's real. I've seen it. Um, They uh gave her the okay to go into the, um basically the, uh, was it the U.S. Patent Office or something like it that? It was the, the Library of Congress. Library of Congress. They, they submitted everything that they did to the Library of Congress. And um she's been digging out all this other stuff. There was a Gundam thing. A live oh. action Gundam thing. Oh no! Well, yeah. there was a live action Gundam movie. It was called G Savior, and no, it's terrible. This was American. The, this was Gundam. American mid, early to mid nineties. I think this Americanized. was Americanized. I, I think G Savior was American. I don't know. I remember but, watching it. Yeah, I remember. But, uh, I remember white dudes being in. But it. this was like a TV series that they were going to try to do a live action TV Ugh. series, <laughs> and um, there have been rumors that she may have found, and we don't know this for sure. The original demo pitch for Power Rangers, Bioman. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, Bioman. Bioman with Mark Dacascus and Joanna Man. Oh man! Everyone forgets about that. Yeah, the 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 pitch where they used the uh, the mid eighties uh, Sentai. Yeah. 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 Crazy stuff. I saw an argument online where someone tried to say that. If it wasn't for Power Rangers, Sentai wouldn't be popular. That's not true. I'm like, that's no, not true. no, that's, <laughs> that's backwards. It wouldn't. Yeah. It it wouldn't ha- be as prevalent in the United States. Yeah, we would know, but it would it would still be yeah, around. We yeah. wouldn't know about it in America, but and, or at least <laughs> it would be a very niche thing in America. Yeah, it would be, and for that matter, it would be uh, more. They would have been able to do more with it in Japan because for the longest time they had to create seasons that would work for an international audience. Yeah, yeah. Because now that they are no longer beholden to that, they're doing goofy weird, stuff, weird stuff. Bug Kings, the, dude, <laughs> that one's great. The Sentai stuff is the stuff that's good. The yeah. Power Rangers stuff is trash. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of times, yeah. Because, <laughs> well, because they, they, they go for lowest common denominator and they go for the youngest audience and it makes it bad. I would watch the Japanese versions of these shows every time given the choice between the two. I mean, don't get me wrong. wrong. Zoo Ranger is weird. The, the, what Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was based off. Zoo Ranger is weird. Yeah. Wizard janitor guy is like their Zordon Mm -hmm. when he's like listening to space with his giant foam rubber ear. Yeah. Oh although, my god! Although I would go Common Rider over Sentai every time. Also, mm. I, I I like Common Rider better. No, that's fair. They're both good. They, uh, yeah, I they, think Common Rider has a better gimmick. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, common Rider is geared for... So if uh, Sentai... We're getting way the weeds into this. If Sentai is geared for 8 to 12-year-olds, common uh, Rider is for, like, 10 to 15-year-olds. It's it's skewed a little bit older. A little, yeah. And they can do... Th- it's just those couple extra years is enough to be able to do a lot more stuff with it. I, I just love the design of common Rider, too. Like, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Bug, the bug, the bug suit. Karate bug man. Dude, yeah. I saw this cosplay video where this guy built a common Rider helmet. Yeah, and he puts the helmet on, and I thought he didn't have the helmet on all the way because you could still see the whole bottom of his face. Yeah, but then he does something, and like it drops down. Yeah, nice, nice, very cool. All right, we're really getting in the weeds on things here, and we've actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook. Twitch, Instagram, and support our Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email, staff at nerdoverload.com, or give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number's 419-561-5556. I almost put too many fives in there. Uh, leave us a message about... Uh, make up a wrestler for us. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best one gets some sort of prize. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Absolutely. You can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker for helping us out over at the Facebook page and David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Beak.